cannot just trust these people. People with power have always been dangerous, and it corrupts the best of us. So, you know, it's so what important. Do you, so why did they do that? Do they just appease you so you just don't dig any further? Like, oh, well, he said it, so it's okay. Well, that's and that's how they retain their power. And he's I mean, what are promising. they going to do, tell us what they're really doing? I mean, we would people would wake up and we would absolutely clean these people out. And welcome to We Are The People Radio. This is your host, Jason Preston. And as usual, the lovely Alexia Preston. What's up, baby? How you doing? I'm doing good. Seems like the moon's got you on one today. <sighs> I think it's Mercury in retrograde and solar eclipse and... Stars, I never, I never realized how moon. powerful the moon and the stars were until I married you. And then, like every time that like the moon gets like somewhere weird, my wife starts going crazy. I'm like, "What the heck's going on with you?" And like she tells me, the moon's like the retrograde, Mercury retrograde. And it's a thing. I, I know you're run by it. <laughs> Apparently, so is Chelsea, our, our uh, co-host today. <laughs> so, anyways, let's hope we survive the Mercury retrograde today. Uh, we might not. <laughs> we might. Not. We may not. Let's 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 keep our fingers crossed. But I also married Wolverine. So what does that have to do with it? I mean, <laughs> isn't that when you got start running around the neighborhood and howling and yeah, that your does claws happen. come out? Yes. Yeah, we got to keep that under wraps, though. That's, you're not supposed to tell people about, about that. I think fact checkers, fact checkers are coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get busy. Let's get serious. So, Green New Deal. Oh. The crazy AOC, right? Uh, you Excellent know, it, transition. Well, I mean, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. You know, of course, it, you know, the whole country, like, no way we're letting this Green New Deal. It's straight craziness. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's this idea she comes up getting, getting, uh, getting us off fossil fuels. I mean, the whole Green New Deal was absolutely ridiculous. And um, as a country, we, you know, we look at that as the far radical left. And um, stay tuned because today we have got Chelsea Hope coming talking about as we are now in Envision 3. Part three. Part three. Wait, is this part four? It's part four. Oh. Part four. I mean, it's okay. warp. Envision part four. Man, we got a lot of stuff to cover. We've been, yeah. we've, we've got a journey. So Envision point, Envision. Utah. Part. Utah. <laughs> part tongue to, tongue four. To it's that moon, I'm telling it, it, you. The, moon, the moon's the moon. got me. The moon's got me. <laughs> it's got the guys now, too. That's how crazy this world is. Uh, you you guys it. keep your feminine energy, energy over there. I got a little wall here. <laughs> but shield uh, ourselves. But, yes. You're going to find out today, as, as Chelsea breaks it down, Envision Utah is rolling out the frickin' Green New Deal in Utah. Have been. without and, and how many of you have any idea, and your legislators are involved in it, and I will say whether they know it or not. I, I think a lot of these legislators are absolutely not reading these bills, which is a problem yeah. that happens in D.C. too, is we have legislators don't even read the legislation, they get it pushed down on them. So wait, this is why you need to call your legislators and, I mean, we have incredible researchers, including not just Chelsea, but, uh, um, yeah, Utah Freedom Coalition. They are a wealth. I mean, some of the best researchers in the state. In fact, they give us a lot of the content here. So thank you to Utah Freedom Coalition and to make sure you're supporting groups like that. Because uh, And if you are legislators, you should be reaching out to Utah Freedom Coalition uh, because this stuff, again, I know some of these legislators don't know what's going on. And mm-hmm. uh, we need our legislators to wake up and fight back because we need you guys uh desperately right now with that being said um let's thank the team for the brand new background hopefully we get that's amazing jeez isn't that awesome and again thanks to all our sponsors for being able to put us in this incredible uh, studio with incredible team that makes us look amazing you you can take a few amateurs throw us up here and you got a great studio and all of a sudden we look like we're out like we're bosses yeah just when you think it can't get any better they want we walk in and the Boom. And then here you go. So make sure you're following us on um, YouTube or not, not you. Well, YouTube too, but rumble. We are the people UT and then uh, Podbeam, Spotify, all, all of our channels is basically, we are the people UT except for YouTube, which is, we are the people radio. Don't ask me why just craziness. All right. <clears throat> With that being said, uh, let's make one quick shout out to UVO commercial and residential real estate. 
They are Utah's uh, number one residential and uh, real estate resident. That dang moon. That dang moon. It got me. <laughs> uh, anyways, they rock. <laughs> okay, rock stars. Absolutely. Uh, check out their website, uvorealestate.com. Um, again, I just want to thank them because they've been very instrumental in getting us into the studio. And, um, and why is real estate important right now? Because you got to get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you shot, if you saw that show with Scotty that we did that should have just been uh, before this one's aired, you know, we talked about the, the difference of retreat properties and relocating. So good one to look at and think about, you know, prioritizing where am I right now? And if crap hits the fan, you know, what's my plan? I love it. I love it. So check them out. Uh, again, it's uh, com. And without further ado, Alexia, why don't you introduce our incredible guest? She needs She's no not even a guest. She's not a guest. She works here. She's here. She's the team. She makes this. Okay, go on. I don't on. know about she's, that. <laughs> she, she's incredible. Chelsea Hope, back again with us for part four. Apparently, I'm living in a time warp. I thought this was part three. Yeah. We originally were going to do a part a four-part series. Maybe that's why my brain it is, just keeps growing. hasn't yeah. recalibrated. The corruption keeps growing. <laughs> we can't keep up with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've uh, been trying to fit a lot more than I can fit in. We've had to edit a lot out. So we'll just we'll get it out to you guys in pieces. <laughs> That's probably and then this is this is this is some this is some fascinating stuff. So make sure you stay tuned through it because not only we talk about the Green New Deal, but you're going to talk about human composting today. Oh, that blew my mind. That blew what me. is human composting? What in the world is it? And what in the world? Why are we talking about it here in Utah? So see California. I mean, see, and also, so, I wish I remember the name of that movie that we saw. Oh, that was a trip. But maybe we'll put. If a you clip think in. about it, if you think about it. Okay, let's rock and roll. Lots. What? Keep what? In my what? Head. What? Uh, take us on a journey. Okay, uh, so there are some slides that just so you guys are aware of, I'm going to fly through kind of quickly. If you want to, as always, pause and read them, you can. Um, but just very quickly for, you know, some of the viewers haven't seen previous episodes. And I wanted to go over the bill that we ended with last time. So um, just remind everybody, there were a few things that we didn't mention. Um, with HB 470, the Government Digital Verifiable Record Amendments. And so... Um, and that was the one that was just signed mm -hmm. the other week. Kind yeah. of backdoor. Mm -hmm. That a lot of supposedly good people signed on. I was very disappointed on that. Yeah. Uh -huh. And even further background, that was also the bill that was shut down when it was in its original, what was it, digital passport form? Is that what it was called? Where it was shut down. It was a huge victory. Yeah. we They know we don't want this. Mm -hmm. um, and they got it. UFC actually had a lot to do with helping to fight that last time. Uh, digital ID and they shut that down. And uh, just a reminder for everybody with the World Economic Forum and United Nations, they want your digital ID on a blockchain connected to your health passports, your health records, your financial wallet, everything. And then you implement ESG, social credit score. We've talked about this before. You lose privileges. It's the, it's the Chinese communist social credit score, how they're surveilled there. And we kind of talked about last time we showed all of the surveillance, facial recognition with the electrification of everything on the last episode, part three. Um, and then we know that China's here as well. So um, basically this has implemented a digital ID for Utahns. It will be mandatory. They're doing it through an yet another pilot program. Um, and what they do is they just push it through a pilot program when they can't get a bill passed for it, and then they just keep extending the sunset date. So we're basically... And then, and then people are used to it. And so we're like, oh, we're already doing it. You know, yeah, we should yeah. make it legal. I mean, yeah. We're already doing it. See ring choice voting. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, tons of... But and and Utah likes to use, in fact, you know, to our listeners, pay attention to how often you hear our governor and our legislators talk about how Utah is leading the way, leading the way. You know, wh why are we so anxious to be so progressive and yeah. leading the way towards, you know, this UN smart cities? I mean, mm -hmm. look, how about lead the way like Florida's leading the way? Lead the way in, in standing up for our, our freedoms. Lead the way in conserving, you know, principles and, and, and making our, our, our schools safe. You know, leading the way in, in putting our state correct, you know, right, rather than leading the way into progressivism. Right. And you'll see in, in just a minute here, we're going to get into just a little recap of last time, some of the things that are going on. Um, but when we're the global hub of the Communist Party and Marxism and what's coming, it's that this is what this is all tied to. So, um, And Utah's first, do you think, in the nation to roll out something like this, being the pilot state? Or do you think they've already got this I, going in other I don't states? know if other states have the ID or not, but I know that um, Coxhead already 
signed an agreement with the Apple Wallet, which is connected to like all the digital monitoring surveillance, right? With the digital ID, he had already signed an agreement prior to this. So they've been plan. He's they've been trying to push this through. So I think originally they were the first ones to come out and offer it, and they thought they were going to get it passed a lot sooner than they did. But they fought it. We fought it got it shut down and so now they've just pushed it through a pilot program and made it mandatory through that so it's connected to the blockchain which again the world economic forum wants everything on a blockchain so that they can monitor privileges with a social credit score um very quickly for those of you who don't know what the regulatory relief office is for our through our utah office of it's the regulatory sandbox program um corey malloy and ann milner created this um and you can see here it allows a person to demo, dem, temporarily demonstrate an offering under a waiver or suspension of one or more state laws or regulations. Um, act as liaison between private businesses and applicable agencies to identify state laws or regulations that could potentially be waived or suspended under the regulatory sandbox. So basically, if somebody has a product or a service that they can't offer um, and they think that it would be beneficial to us, um, they're allowed to basically apply for a suspend. They don't ha- a suspension where they don't have to apply to state rules, laws, and regulations. And so, one of the things that you can see here that it specifically mentions is blockchain technology. She put this. So now we have a digital ID connected to blockchain, which the communists want, and China is here, and they don't necessarily have to follow state law if it's under blockchain technology. I'd love to bring uh, Cord Malloy on here and ask him uh, why, what his thoughts are, what his justification is for pushing this kind of legislation. Well, I actually yeah. spoke with um, <coughs> Rep- Representative Moss at uh, county convention That's last right. week, and I asked him, I said, please, you know, explain to me why this is. And I actually, anyone that voted for this, I actually have shot them a similar note. So I encourage uh, everyone out there to, to shoot their legislators the same note because uh, it, you get interesting responses and uh, he claimed that because this blockchain is a government blockchain, it's somehow safer and more secure. Oh, well, of course. I mean, you can always trust the government. <laughs> right. That's one thing we've learned through history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then he also punted me to a county commissioner to explain it better. So that, that was also somewhat concerning because since when are our county commissioners the ones to explain yeah. the bills that are getting passed? Amelia in Utah County has a lot to do with blockchain and pushing this through. And she's the one that just... Um, has her hands all up in Israel now with the um, putting your uh, marriage license on a digital digital record onto the blockchain as well. So they're putting, they're starting to put every record of yours onto a blockchain connected to your ID, which the government monitors. And in addition, they've passed HB 311 this last session, which was the social media bill. So now you're going to have to enter an identify ca- identifying number. So I don't know if it's going to be your driver's license or birth certificate number or what, but a number that's unique to you um, in order to access social media. So now they can track you that way as well. Yeah, I think we actually referenced this last week. They're trying to sell blue check marks uh, as an attempt to get people to voluntarily give up that information before I guess they make the big push to See, make it and mandatory. And that's the thing I think, unfortunately, people don't do is they're not connecting the dots. They don't connect the dots between this and ESG. And we're going to talk about ESG today. But, <clears throat> you know, I hope as, as you're walking through this, you know, Chelsea's going to connect the dots. And so you see one piece of legislation and the, and the <clears throat> rep says, oh, well, it's only for this. But what, what, what they're hoping we don't do is connect all the dots and realize, you know, once we're on this electric grid, which we're going to talk about today, once we get rid of people's inability to escape being tracked and monitored and being controlled by everything, mm-hmm. including their ID, including, and then you add in ASG and you get rid of all the small banks that aren't doing it and, and just have a few major banks that are controlling it. Mm-hmm. We're there. Like mm-hmm. all the steps are being put into, into place right now. And when they, you look at them individually, you can't see how it connects, but yeah, unless you just actually have you know, common sense and connect the dots. But anyways, um, this is, this is, this is massive stuff. Yeah, massive when you realize where the where we are heading, right? And especially when you connect it with what what is the blueprint that the World Economic Forum has laid out. And I really appreciate so much, Chelsea. And this is what we try to do on our show: is make sure it's not just throwing st- theories or cons- uh, ideas out there. That no, this is the bill. Here's who wrote it. Here's what it says. And connecting the dots. I mean, this is powerful for you to be able to share with your friends. Go ahead. Well, you know what else was was interesting? I've been contacted. We've obviously been contacted by a lot of people regarding Mm -hmm. some of these shows. And I was, uh, there was some outreach from a delegate who actually found us from the Rob Axon show. 
uh, who's been a delegate and in Utah politics for three decades. And just, you know, someone who wanted to be involved, fly on the wall, just basically seeing what's been going on. And she's been telling me, you know, I never put this and this together, but this totally fits with what Chelsea was saying about this. And, and we'll get into Switzerland later and some of the reps and things that she's seen. So the more we put together, and this is not the full picture. This is, right. you know, a very, very small, myopic, almost view, just look at mm-hmm. Envision Utah. But if we were to take a step back and actually have the full picture, which some of you out there might actually grasp if you've been in this for, for more than a handful of years, or even if you're new to the scene, you, you have suspicions, but you can't put it together, this will help put a roadmap together for you. Well so. said. And it is a lot of information. So, you know, trying to put it out in pieces. But better to have more than less. That's the nice okay. thing is, yes, there's a lot of stuff here. But but the reason we try, it, it may seem like, okay, is because we're giving you the, the information so that you can actually have the facts, right. not just throwing out a few, you know, theories. So yeah, let's, let's keep going. Okay. Again, World Economic Forum, they want a blockchain. And because we hear a lot about the government, oh, it's decentralized. Well, here, the World Economic Forum is committed to helping ensure that blockchain securely decentralizes the transfer of information. So this is the system that they want. Um, so just a reminder, and this was, again, why they're moving to electrify the entire system. And again, electric, electric grid, everything connected to a smart grid. They can monitor your data in real time, what you're using, your energy resources, your water, right? And if you're using too much according to your ESG score, you get shut off and on to privileges. And so this is why they want to electrify the entire system. And so we've, we've heard a lot about the net zero. This is the Department of Energy. Um, they want the new, so uh, Biden and his Green New Deal, right? U.S. launches the net zero world, the zero world initiative to accelerate global energy system decarbonization. So he's, he's very much so in bed with World Economic Forum. Um, they want us to have a resilient and inclusive energy systems through a net zero world led by the U.S. Department of Energy as part of the Build Back Better World initiative. Um, and you'll see that our state Department of Energy is very much so. I mean, our Department of Transportation, Cox's Hat, Pete Buttigieg out here, we're very much so um, in bed with the federal government implementing things here in Utah. So here's the smart grid system. It's an electricity network that uses digital and other advanced technologies to monitor and manage the transport of electricity from all generation sources to meet the the varying electricity demands of end users. Um, it coordinates the needs and capabilities of all generators, grid operators, a- end users, and electricity market stakeholders to operate all parts of the system efficiently. So it's the entire system. Um, and you can see here the government, they want your smart homes. We've talked about this before, but everything connected, right? Um, they are moving, just so you're aware, from net zero to something called absolute zero. And this absolute zero, we talked a little bit about last time, um, what they're doing in Ukraine. This is where, remember how we went through the documents where they're getting rid of, like, the airports and the, the transit rail and everything. This is, they're pushing this to the absolute zero. But now they want to get, it's not just carbon, it's everything. It's, it's nitrogen and other things as well, nitrogen oxides. Um, and again, the energy transition for again, the future. which is the Green New Deal. I mean, that was yeah. the, that is all written in the Green New Deal, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was such a big bill. Most people haven't read through it, but if you break it down, all of this is part of the Green New Deal. Yeah, uh, shaping the future of energy, materials, and infrastructure. This is the uh, World Economic Forum um, by 2030, um, and you can see that they're doing this through engineering and construction, chemicals, mining, oil, electricity, all advanced energy solutions. Um, the mining and metals, if you watch the very first episode we did with the water, um, this is where the Great Salt Lake, they're evaporating water uh, for lithium here in Utah and sending it to China right. to help with the electric vehicles. Right. Um, they want, this is the World Economic Forum still, a net zero carbon cities. Um to align and scale efforts across private and public sectors. So there's the private-public partnerships, which we keep talking about and we're seeing here in Utah. And you'll see how this fits in with Switzerland in a minute. Um, But to help national and city-level leaders meet their emission reduction targets and basically electrify everything within urban energy landscape. Um, The World Economic Forum wants governments to unilaterally, so this is from one of their white papers, enact national regulation to reduce emissions. 
Uh, they talk here, you can just pause and read this, but they talk about putting prices on greenhouse gases. So there's the nitrogen and everything else. And through mechanisms like cross-border carbon taxes. And you can see here, now thankfully this one didn't pass, but this was HB 514, um, Joel Briscoe. It's possible they passed another one because we're finding that they try to pass them, they don't pass, and then they pass another one. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah, they did that with the uh, license plate scanner, remember? But you can see here, uh, this is what fossil fuel means, but the carbon emissions tax and fossil fuels and wants to make that more expensive. So that's in line with communist and world economic foreign policies that they want. This is a joint resolution um, that I don't know how to say her last name, um, but one of our legislators here tried to pass. Thankfully, this one didn't pass as well, but um, it's going to come back. What, what you guys, just like the digital ID, right? right? It doesn't pass. They come back through another legislator that can get it passed through. Um, but this is a social cost of carbon. So a social cost. That is the social credit score. So, so again, ESG. So, yes. so obviously there's lobbies behind this, right? And mm-hmm. one of the biggest lobbies I, I, I thought until recently was uh, gas and oil. So who is the counter lobby to all of this? Well, the interesting thing is a lot of, like, like um, the Rockefellers, they were, into, they're into petroleum and oil. A lot of these people who are invested in it are also pushing this agenda. And you see, we know that green energy isn't really green. It's still run right. by natural gas liquids and fossil fuels, and so they're still very much invested in that. They're also going to be the ones that continue to run that that fuels the green energy. But there is a control element to pushing the new green deal because everything electric is controllable. I.e., so. i.e., <clears throat> look at China and their social credit score system. If you're not a good uh, global citizen, global citizen, they they can turn off your money, they can turn off your electricity, they can turn off anything, anything controllable. <clears throat> yes, and yeah. what they want is to be able to control everything, which is what every tyrant ultimately wants: control. Yeah. So. Uh, this is just this is part of the resolution, basically saying that um, there's going to be costs for carbon and to that they commit to doing policies that are emission, you know, lower emissions costs on carbon and uh, greenhouses. So um, now, if you remember from last time, there was the Aspire and Stadler program. Um, that's where they're electrifying. If uh, go watch the last one, but they're they're making the roads actually charging systems themselves and electrifying, you know, the airplanes. And yeah, that's in part three. Yeah, the entire system. Um, they're doing all of this through USMART, so through the University of Utah, of course, which is connected to the Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute in Vision Utah. Um, but one of the things I wanted to show you is the research, um, the sponsoring that's going on. There's a lot of things that are being done through um, the U.S. Uh, department, but we've got our governor here, so Utah Governor's Office of Energy Development, specifically sponsoring these programs. So the Smart Water Data Acquisition and Technologies for that network, automated monitoring and control of electric vehicle charging infrastructure, down at the bottom, the hierarchy resilience control for smart cities. So Governor Cox is himself. This is why people are, oh, we love Cox. I'm like, yeah. you, like they just have no idea what he's doing. Right. <clears throat> Which most people don't because they, 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 when he comes and speaks, he, he hits all the talking points that conservatives want to hear. Yeah. He knows how to say what you want to hear because, again, if you watch <clears throat> Envision uh, Utah Part 3, you see that or Part 2, they've, they've learned how to manipulate the people. They yeah. know the trigger words. They know what you want to hear. So he'll get up in front of you and say, oh, we're going to fight against this, fight against this, and we're doing this. And you think, he just said everything I want to hear. I love this guy. Meanwhile, this is what Mm -hmm. he's really doing. And you have a lot of people like Brad Wilson and stuff Mm -hmm. that like to sponsor speakers to come speak out against ESG, but then behind the scenes we see that they're already implementing it and doing it. So it's there's a lot of that's I think one thing I struggle with with Utah is, is we tend... I think we're a very a culture that values honesty yeah. and, and values trust. And so when someone gets up there like Cox or, or Brad Wilson or, or, you know, I mean, we could go through a, a number of our legislators, Curtis, and they tell us something. We want to believe them. And, and, we, and, and that's a, cha- a, a struggle with our culture because you want to be trusting. But, be, that is, but that's what, why we, get man, we are getting so manipulated in this state. It's because we trust these guys, and they know they they know we will just believe them. And meanwhile, they're building this whole network of tyranny right right underneath us. Yeah. And that's why I really appreciate what you're doing because folks, I mean, 
Yeah, you listen to Cox, you listen to your politicians, and, and they will say what you want to hear. Look you in the eye, They'll too. look you in mm-hmm. the eye. And, and, but it, but it, you cannot just trust these people. People with power have always been dangerous, and it corrupts the best of us. Yeah. So, you know, it's so what important. Do you, so why did they do that? Do they just appease you so you just don't dig any further? Like, oh, well, he said it. So it's okay. Well, that's and that's how they retain their power. And he's I mean, what are promising. they going to do? Tell us what they're really doing? I mean, we would people would wake up and we would absolutely clean these people out. And we would put people in who would stand up for freedom. They must have done a focus group just to see how gullible of a population <laughs> we are. Well, 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 but this, I think this is ultimately why Utah is, is so corrupt. It's because the people are just so many good people here that just... That we just want to believe people are good. We so want to believe mm-hmm. that people are good that we just, it's like it allows us to be very gullible. No, yeah. we, we heard during our campaign, um, you know, there was a point where we were calling out Curtis for some of the things that he was doing, and it was common knowledge. And then there was a group, I believe it was up in Wasatch, that they were staunch supporters, true believers of all these things. They had a sit-down dinner with him. And they oh, came to yeah, him with, with prepared, you know, this is, you know, all the stuff we found inside our training. Folks. I was really disappointed in that. And after that meeting, they all came back and they're like, well, he had answers for everything. Yeah, he, yeah he's really a good guy. I'm yeah. like, you, and, and, then, and then finally someone goes and gives him a little more research. Oh, yeah, I guess we got buffaloed. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it's hard because I think we would rather hear the tyrant tell us the nice things we want to hear and, and, be, and believe that this is, we live in, in everything's safe and roses and, and everybody's good than to hear the person say, hey, there's problems, there's corruption. And, and you know, we, we would rather listen to the, the, the pretty lie in, in, in this state. And that's yeah. what we do. We get swept away by the pretty lie because it's just more comfortable than hearing this type of conversation because this type of conversation is, is not, you, here's the danger. This is the problem. When you watch this, it puts you in a difficult spot because you can't watch this and remain neutral. Right. Once you receive knowledge, whether it's and knowledge is, is all it's all the same. Whether it's it's all spiritual. Truth is truth. Once you receive truth, whether you call it spiritual, whether it's you know re- regarding issues like this, truth requires you're no longer you you leave neutral ground, and now you have a requirement to do something with that. It's truth. a responsibility. It's, it's truth is responsibility, and most people don't like responsibility, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. This this requires responsibility because if you sit and you know all these things and you do nothing you're now accountable for that right. and and your soul knows it and it, and you get frustrated and so you rather run away and not look at it and that's and that is why we're losing this country and the answer isn't that you're you know to do nothing it's to stand up and get involved you're a perfect example all of us no one's paying us in fact we all put mm-hmm. a lot we all invest heavily to do what we all do but yeah. but but this is the answer it's it's stand up it's it's stand up and fight. Don't sit and run away. Sorry, yeah, we, we, we digress. But Let's it's important. <clears throat> it's important because you know this <clears throat> is overwhelming. This is a lot of content, and it's 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 crushing because it's just like, is everybody bad? Is everybody in on this? Are we really just sheep here? And you know, as overwhelming as it is, you do have power. And the more of us that are informed, and the more of us that can take responsibility and act with the pen, you know, or the voice or email, whatever it is the more empowering it can be. Yeah. And I love where, where we're going now because speaking of this topic, we're about to get into uh, Jake Andrig. Yeah. And and let's, let's get into this and we'll talk about a conversation we had with him just this week. Yeah, perfect. But there's a partnership between um, Stadler and Aspire, which is the electrification system of our roads and planes again. Um, and... <laughs> We ended up finding a little bit of where the history of who brought Stadler in. So there was a trip of some Utah legislators um, who went to Switzerland. Apparently, Jake Anderegg's distant cousin, Julius Anderegg, who is the Consul General of Switzerland, uh, came to Utah for a Sundance Film Festival, and the Anderegs hooked up together, um, started talking about Stadler, um, and... Jake asked why they haven't come to Utah for that. So they brought Stadler here. Uh, so Jake Anderegg, Wayne Niederhauser, when he was still on the uh, legislature, Greg Hughes and others traveled to Switzerland where, where they met the billionaire Peter, I think it's Spuler, who owns Stadler Rail, a major manufacturer of tra- trains worldwide. And again, it's electric. They want to get rid of all of the uh, freight. Um when he invited Niederhauser and Hughes to Switzerland this fall to meet with him, as well as members of the Swiss Parliament, 
Uh, so they all went down there. From the legislature were Hughes, Andereg, Stuart Adams, uh, Brad Wilson again, Mark Madsen, uh, and who heads the Utah International Trade Commission. And down here it says they did not tell their own transit board what they were doing, a decision that would further tarnish the transit authority's reputation. So this and is, I do appreciate the Desert News for calling this out. Yeah. Well, and that, this, I mean, that's all, that's, mm-hmm. let's give them props because I get really frustrated with the Desert News because it protects these people so mm-hmm. much. But, but granted, and I'm going to read <clears> another article now. It's KSL. I'm assuming this is the same time period, 2015. Yeah. So 2015, this is what, eight years ago, just to give you some some concept of time. You know, a lot can happen happen in eight, eight years. Reporters leave. You know, I think they actually did have some good reporters on that might have left or been pushed out. Yeah. Um, but in this KSL article about uh, Utah lawmakers defending their tr- their trip to Utah, this is what stuck out to me, especially some of our past episodes. It was actually the World Trade Center of Utah, which mm-hmm. I go back to basically every every episode we've talked about it. A nonprofit that works to extend the state's global business reach. And the transit-related Utah 2040 pack, which helped fund the trip through Hughes, and he said he kicked in some from his leadership pack, and others paid their own way. So from a pack. So it's it's from the World Trade Center and then a Utah transit pack. Yeah, and World Trade Center is connected to the inland port and everything in Vision Utah, right? Um, and I mean, this starts to get really scary. I mean, because Switzerland, this is the headquarters of the World Economic Forum of Davos. And they're very much so, you know, involved with Germany and France, and we see a lot of not-so-good things happening there. But when you look at the board of directors of Stadler, so I looked into Peter, um, and he is he was on the National Council of Switzerland. I think he still is. Um, no, he's not. But then you've got this guy who is the Swiss Military Officers Association. You've got these guys, the, so the Swiss Federal federal counselor, and she was the president of Switzerland. I mean, these are all members of Swiss, France, Germany parliament. So here you can see former member of the council of the canton of Bern. And this is all federal, it's all Swiss parliament. So this is all government members. It's not like it's just, you know, investors or businessmen. This starts to get really scary when you put this together along with the China infiltration that we, we showed those articles last time. So we know China's here, uh, friends with youth policymakers here, lobbying policy here. Um, and then you've got this resolution um, that was passed in 2022 by Hawks and Stevenson talking about furthering uh, religious connections and trade and relationships with Taiwan and making trips to Taiwan. So this starts to get really scary. I mean, this isn't, we've elected U.S. representatives. We have, I don't put my faith in. Well, we've elected Utah. Well, to, to handle foreign <clears throat> affairs. Right. So why are Utah legislators getting involved in foreign affairs like this? This is actually really scary. Yeah, yeah, that is that is not on their pay grade. And, right. and still from this article, just to give you an idea of what the end goal is, a glimpse of what could be, this again, KSL article, this would actually take all the cars out of the canyon. You would have more skier days because mm-hmm. it would bring in more tourists and make their experience different. It changes everything we offer as a ski destination. It's huge. They move people very well by train. So what's the end goal? Yeah, get rid of cars, everything electric. Mm-hmm. And this is eight years for, ago. For our fun. For our fun. Yeah. And yeah. It's for fun. We want it. We, uh, we know. Better, better, easier to get to ski slopes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay. So moving on, let's get a little bit into the energy. I was actually requested to show some of this stuff. So we're going to try to get the. So now remember Envision Utah Part 2, where they, the manipulation program. Mm-hmm. And I love that. The scenarios, this is one of the scenarios after they went through all the, the, the uh, system with everybody. This is what they came up with. Through the Your Utah, Your Future survey, more Utahns chose the scenario emphasizing low cost and a reliance on natural gas and using substantially more renewable energy than today. Utahns are willing to have a diverse energy portfolio that balances all the benefits and concerns of energy production. They are willing to use more of Utah's land for renewable energy production, so all of the uh, solar panel farms that you're seeing and uh, natural gas wells, as long as it's done in an environmentally responsible manner, which we know that it's ESG. Um, however, Utahns are not willing to have more air pollution and CO2 emissions. Your air, your Utah, so obviously um, Envision Utah has partnered with all the departments, right? Department of Water Quality, air, um, and they're pushing the clean energy through the air. So again, zone for organized walkable mixed-use centers and existing in new areas. 
housing, employment, recreation, walkable environment. So this is all, um, and to take transit, right? Walk, bike, and take transit, get rid of the cars. So this is all through the air quality. This is their strategic business plan for, for through the Utah Inland Port Authority. And their vision is that Utah will be a leader in revolutionizing global logistics for the next generation. And again, through the port, it's we're the hub of foreign trade and, and all of it. Um, promote sustainable, equitable, and smart logistics investment through partnerships, policies, and programs. So again, public-private partnerships and lobbying policy. I uh, pay attention here. So they want the resilient infrastructure, lake management, which is interesting. Um, but pay attention to the nature-based solutions for supporting sustainable development. They do want a household carbon footprint calculator, so they're going to be tracking the carbon that you're using in your own home in 15-minute cities, right? Implement ESG. Uh, and Utah Department of Air has the statewide emissions inventory program. So these are just three of the points that I wanted to mention of things that they're pushing um, is to adopt the emissions reduction goals and measures, create the premier air quality changing climate solutions laboratory. So that's all through the clean air, which we'll talk about in a second. And then position Utah as the market-based electric vehicle state. So they want us everything electric vehicle, uh, electric until eventually, and we've seen they want the one car communities. They're moving towards no yeah, cars. Again, position Utah as the leader. Yeah. Uh-huh. So here are some of their um, the Inland Ports partners. And somebody had asked me um, to talk about this Utah Clean Air Compact. So this is basically a contract. It's ESG. It's all ESG. Um, they want us to take urgent action to reduce greenhouse emissions. So all greenhouse. And again, this is the, you know, cow farts and stuff. I mean, this all falls under greenhouse emissions um, and criteria pollutants in a matter that lifts all communities. The next 10 years are critical. Um, efforts to address climate change and air quality are leading to rapid advancements in technology and a global economic and energy revolution. This revolution will touch every aspect of our lives and economy and create new opportunities for innovation as we achieve resilient, clean, and affordable energy. Utah is in a unique position to seize these opportunities through our robust solar energy industry and our abundant clean energy resources. And it is, a lot of people don't think, well, it's not going to come to rural Utah. Um, one of the um, underserved populations that you hear them talk about a lot, but in their white papers they call them target populations, is rural areas because they want to bring them in and urbanize them. So uh, that's a big thing for them. Now, and it's, it's, this is ESG. So when you look at who has signed this, we have Scott Anderson Presidency of Zions Bank and so Vision Utah. So this is why, you know, if you watched Envision Part 1, we start dropping all the names. You're probably like, well, what is that really, you know, like, I didn't really see anything that this guy did. Mm -hmm. if, if you're following this, this these shows, you're going to start realizing now, it's an, oh, no, okay, now I understand, you know, now I understand why you were dropping these names. Now I get it. Now they did, we're, we're starting to connect the dots. Yeah. So if, if you're following these, you're, the dots will start connecting, and now all of a sudden you're going to realize, uh, you know what? These guys are not on our side. Right. Not that we're implicating them. We're just <clears throat> laying out the facts for you to make your own decisions about. And then at the same time, also, if there is something we're missing with anyone we're calling out, they oh, can come, come on. Come on yeah. and clear your name. Yeah. But I'll say it smells fishy to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it gets how many coincidences till it's not anymore is yeah. the point that you get to. So, yes, please go watch part one because we connect a lot of the dots of who these players are. And then as we go on, as we talk about these, you see these same, same people pop up. It is the club. It's that yeah. one. It is the one big club. And, and, none of us are in it mm -hmm. and they don't want us in it right and again john huntsman jr who was ambassador to china and russia um Sorensen impact center now these guys are partnered with cox and the Kempsey gardner policy institute they are partnered directly with rockefeller for the affordable housing and let, let me just take a step back because we i don't want to make sure make sure we we connect how we got into this name this group is pushing uh, ESG in Utah. Yes. So they, they are literally pushing ESG. The Clean Air Compact is an ESG <clears throat> contract. And here's my question. You know, I really want to thank Marlo Oaks for, for standing up against ESG. But what I'd really like to see is, Marlo Oaks, I'd love to have, see a conversation with you with, with these folks in these organizations, calling them out and, and exposing to the public who's really behind this. Because what I don't want is there's this big ESG boogeyman, and let's be afraid of the ESG boogeyman, when in reality, there are specific people who are doing it, rolling it out underneath your nose. If we have someone of influence, like, you know, 
uh, Marlo Oaks, Marlo Oaks, let's actually fight the real fight, not talk about the boogeyman. Let's like, here's the real fight. Let's envision Utah, these organizations, these individuals, let's take them down. Let's call them out. Let's expose them. Not just, you know, point at a big boogeyman that, that we can't do anything about. If right. we're really serious about stopping ESG. And I, and, I, and I think he is. I really appreciate what he has yeah. to say, but, but yeah, Marlo, let's, let's really fight the fight. Yeah. And then when I was speaking with our legislators last week about the digital ID, they said, oh, well, you know, if you're concerned about ESG, we passed all of these great ESG bills. And I said, well, that's great. Come on the show and let's champion them because- We've been studying legislation, not anything like you have and, and UFC, but it, I would really like to know where those ESG bills are that protect us if they are saying that they are in I've circulation. only seen one resolution, and Marlo wrote it. Mm. And the problem with resolutions are they aren't, they're not binding. That's right. They're not law. So it's, it's just, real, it's so, just so the reality commit. is there's been nothing except yeah. talk. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's keep going. Ben McAdams, uh, Lisa Eccles. So you'll re- remember these people from the first one. Gail Miller, Gardner's Kemsey Gardner. Derek Miller is the uh, president and CEO over the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce. And you'll see a lot of the same people pop up on there as well. Um, Joel Briscoe. So state legislators, John Curtis. Aries. Oh, surprise, oh. surprise. His conservative <laughs> climate caucus. It's conservative. Yeah. It's, but this is a conservative ESG. <laughs> I would this love. Is, we're not going to have the Republicans left out of the debate on climate change. We're going to help lead it. We're not, and and I, I appreciate that, John Curtis. And I appreciate that you're going to make sure that we're not left out of the debate on ESG. We're going to lead it. We're going to be in it. <laughs> we're going to be in it. We're going to lead <laughs> it. You know what happens is these, leg- like Brad oh, Wilson. Becky Edwards, surprise, Becky surprise. Edwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, um, a lot of these people like Cox and Brad Wilson, they'll do the whole, they'll talk about it on a live stream where the comments are turned off and no one's invited. That's how that goes. Yeah. You know, um, let's see here. And Boyer, Hall. and Boyer family is, uh, I believe Blake Moore Blake is Moore's his Blake. wife's family. Yeah. The, the power that got him in possibly the money that got him into office. And they're on the chemistry. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting Institute family well. to look into is Blake Moore's mm-hmm. wife's family. Yeah. And then this Jose, the head consul. Because it sure isn't his public speaking that got him in. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Down here in the left right-hand corner is the head consul of Mexico in Utah, signing the Clean Air Compact in Utah. Mm. Um, Yeah. And then I I wanted to throw this out here. Debbie, she's on the Orem City Council, so I wanted to throw out that she's on there and that that does not represent what the um, constituents... I actually actually like a lot of Orem City Council. Four of them are great. Yeah, they actually Mm -hmm. got some solid people. Orem, way way to go, and a great great mayor. mayor. Again, not 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 everyone's bad. Let's be real. You have some phenomenal people out there. Yeah. But but there are some people that need it. They're signing on on in their official capacity as mayor or councilman. I mean, and that's speaking for the, their constituents, and they don't have the authority to do that without our. I didn't vote on that. No. Right. No. no. Um, there's two more Benyon, two legislators up in the top right hand corner. Uh, we've got, you know, the regional, the Wasatch Regional Council. We've got the Utah Transit Authority, Intermountain Health Care. Uh, we've got Representative. It's a powerful Waldrop organization. Ward. Yeah. That is a powerful group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these, and again, this organization is a group that's spearheading ESG efforts yeah. here in the state. And we don't want ESG. We, the, you know, we've been fighting getting those bills passed through. So what do they do? They start a private-public partnership. And in their official capacity as, as public officials, um, they start implementing it this way. This is what this is basically what they're doing. Um, and then we've got Dominion Energy represented on here. So just remember Dominion yeah, Energy. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, Katie Swenson with Wasatch Global Investors. So I just want to show you that part of this as well. We'll go through this quick, but they're very much into ESG, social credit score that will be implemented to all of this. Uh, he's the co-founder and CEO of Lucid. And so there is money to be made because Lucid is an electric vehicle company. Um, it's designed in California, assembled in, in in Arizona, engineered to change the world, but yet California, Arizona, but he is signing a Utah ESG compact. And then this guy does the electric buses. So again, you can see powering the shift. Fleet energy, so they want to electrify the entire fleet. His name and some of his family members pop up on a lot of this stuff as well. And he is the chair of the Envision Utah board. Wow. So a lot of these people who state they're conservative. Yeah. Yeah. And Josh Romney is on here as well. Uh, Mitt Romney's son. 
again, Mitt Romney and Josh both are on the Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute, which we talked about Kempsey Gardner in um, part one. Here's Cox's One Utah Roadmap. I just want to read to you, this was one of his bullet points, is that he wants to refocus state investment on vocational and technical training, restructure state business incentives to line up with strategic economic objectives, and advocate for both the public sector and private sector, so public-private partnerships with these nonprofits, to pursue clean energy development, so Green New Deal and low-emission vehicle fleets. So he sends this to Envision Utah and then enact Envision Utah Part 2, the scenario stuff that they right. do, right? right? And then they come out with the quote that I read to you of what Utahns apparently want. And Governor Cox, Brad Wilson, Stuart Adams, all these people are also on the Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute. Aaron Mendenhall, who you saw sign the compact as well. Um, I'm not going to go through too much of this because we don't have time, but just miles and miles of electric feet and the in- fleet and the investments... Since 2004, they've been planning this. So, you know, <clears throat> one of the things I, a question I get often is, Jason, who is behind the corruption? You know, it's easy to point at politicians. Um, and it's usually not the politicians. It's the people behind, usually people with the money that are, mm-hmm. that are, that are um, directing things. I think you're doing a pretty good job exposing who these people are behind the scenes, and they're not so behind the scenes, apparently. And again, when you watch part one, it's this whole shadow government thing, right? They run their their term, and either they get elected out or their term ends, and instead of being done and going back to society like you're supposed to, they just join these public-private partnerships, and they continue to help govern behind the scenes. Yeah, I have a feeling probably a lot of the names we're seeing here are probably prominent members at the Alta Club. I know that some of them are. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't know who the Alta Club is, look into it. You need to know. Mm-hmm. Not a good thing. Um, Utah Clean Cities was another partner of the whole Envision Utah air quality thing, but I don't want to go. Oh, whoops, went back. Sorry. I don't want to go too much into this, but again, they're also drive electric. The whole green fuels, green fleet program. So Aspire, which that was the electrification system from uh, Envision Utah Part 3. These are sponsors of this. Dominion Energy again. Talk about them in a minute. Utah Department of Transportation, which again is doing the digital delivery and the digital twin thing. Uh, oh, that was wild. Digital, yeah. They're pushing the digital yeah, and we'll things. get into that when we get into the fourth industrial revolution in Utah. That's going to be a big thing. Yeah, that'll be huge. Yeah, the governor's office, um, Utah Transit Authority, Utah Inland Port Authority, and the Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute through University of Utah. So all of these are sponsors for these Utah Clean City ESG compact type cities and groups and you can see a lot of the cities sit on that salt lake city uh rocky mountain um so dominion energy rocky mountain power i won't get too much into rocky mountain um but they're both very much so involved in this yes and i want to get into the uh yeah you know what i want yeah so dominion energy is another sponsor partner of the utah inland port um They are into the net zero emissions by 2050 as well. I don't know if I put this on here, but there is a document where Utah specifically states that they wanted it by 2050, then 2040, but they are on track to do it by 2025, a lot of these. So moving along. Yeah, they want to streamline this for federal agencies to contract with energy utilities. So there we go for energy efficiency, conservation, Makes sense why we saw Dominion and Rocky Power. Yeah, microgrids. So those are the smart grids. There's the big smart grid that they have control over, and then your little microgrids, so like in your towns. The water systems, and we've talked about the water meters and how those will be connected to the smart grid. So your lighting and light controls, heat recovery, energy management, all through advanced metering systems. And those peak-shaved generators, (coughs) what were those again? Those are – so they want everything like battery-backed-up electric, but basically if – when the energy supply is they're kind of overloading the system either you're going to pay a ton during peak hours or they're just going to turn off your yeah they did that in colorado i think last year yeah turn down people's thermostats uh, they they turned off their thermostats and locked them on them and that is a great example of what they're going to do with everything everything you just need to think keep in mind esg when your when your score is not good it's control okay let's go because there's some cool stuff we need to get into. Yeah. And it's We're not just score when it's in for <clears throat> the greater good of society. Right. 
Yeah. Right. So the advanced metering system, again, an integrated system of equipment, communications, and information management systems for utilities to remotely collect customer water usage data in real time. And so right now, like with the, the water meters, you'll see that they have the the um, meter read valves, but they're going to be implementing the control valves. And so they can, and I think it was Trent who was telling us the other day that he got a text message saying your sprinklers are on, they're not supposed to be on. Yeah. So they're monitoring it in real time. So when they implement the control, um, and we'll get into some of that with water, but. Um, Which is why local Utah residents, you probably, if you haven't already gotten your secondary water meter. Probably. Yeah. yeah, Lehigh City's They're underwater. required yeah. through the whole state yep. by 2030. So. And look at there, Internet of Things, Utah.gov. Yeah, so this is Cox's website. Again, all of that's connected through the Internet of Things, the remote control systems, the smart grid, right? And you've got, I mean, transportation, whoops, smart buildings, the water systems, your digital health care va- passports at some point, um, environmental monitoring, You've got the drones. We went through all this, this stuff all last Cox's time. This is all Cox's website. We've been through this, but just a reminder, just a reminder. this is Utah. Mm-hmm. Utah.gov. Yeah. Yes. So the statewide network, that's your fiber optic broadband that connects all of your devices to the Internet of Things. It allows them to control it. And then, of course, the collaboration of smart cities, which Cox admitted earlier, remember, um, here from earlier, the very bottom one, the hierarchy resiliency control for smart cities. Okay, okay here we so, go. All right, buckle up. <laughs> Okay, so this alternative biomass fuels is quickly turning from plants and animals to using human corpses to generate fuel for electricity and energy, as well as the composting for fertilizer. So here you see the Guardian kind of normalizing this, pushing this idea. I like the idea of my body is biomass, alternative ideas for the afterlife. Our cemeteries are full. So how about becoming fuel to heat a swimming pool or having an augmented reality memorial? Um, This is an article through NBC News through England. Burning deceased humans will produce electricity. So corpses now will soon be used to generate electricity. This is insane. But it's good for the environment. A full service funeral home specializing in human compost. Um, Compose works directly with you and the people in your life to ensure respectful, empathetic service from the time of death through the body's transformation into soil. Yeah, if if uh, the whole idea about uh, depopulationing the earth, the earth's overpopulated, and we need to get rid of you know eighty percent of the population, which is a lot of what the World Economic Forum has said, and the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, then then all of a sudden, to me, this becomes a lot more interesting. They've talked about depopulation on it's, film. It's right. recorded for everybody to watch and, and hear themselves. And now all of a sudden, here's a good, it's a good, for a good cause. It's now compost. I mean, right. so, I mean break, this is just insane. You mm-hmm. can break down most uh, social initiatives right now. Yeah, there's a, okay. yeah. I, I, th- I want to get through some of this, and we're already at an hour, so. Okay, let's, we'll, we'll wrap this, up and here. And this stuff, no, no, go through this, because this is crazy. Yeah, human composting is an accelerated method of human decomposition. Um, it's referred to scientifically as the natural organic reduction. <laughs> the body is placed in a still container along with wood chips, alfalfa, and straw. Oxygen and heat are applied to the container to speed the process of decomposition. Um, human composting is a new death care alternative yeah. So forget all, healthcare. All I can look at is the recent history in the last hundred years and the hundred million people that were butchered by governments that got out of control. Yeah. I.e. Germany, I.e. China, I.e. Uh, Russia, I.e. Cambodia. And their problem was, what do you do with all these bodies? And mm. that's, uh, I'm sorry, that's all I can think about because that is in our history. It and is. We have, we are marching towards tyranny again. And now all of a sudden, oh, how, you know, human composting. It sounds crazy. We literally it sounds sound- crazy, but so does. <laughs> but but Hitler so does was what, a psychopath. But what happened in the last hundred years actually was real. A hundred million middle class citizens were butchered by their governments. Yes. It sounds crazy, but that's reality. Can you use human bodies as fertilizer? And then right there underneath California legalized this. Yeah, already. it's already legalized in California. That happened this yeah. year. Last. So early this year, in the last year, microbes break down the corpse and the plant matter, transforming the various components into nutrient-rich soil in roughly 30 days. So they are—they're bringing this out. Waste solutions to transform the world, humankind, biomass system. So, how long before cannibalism is socially acceptable? Which is interesting because you're seeing the uh, the labs where they'll take. Um, they're taking like cells from celebrities' muscles and turning it into lab-grown meat so that you can quote unquote eat your own celebrity, yes. and it's like a thing. Oh. If, if we can get us, if, if we can add that into here, 
Yeah, we can put that in here. Is it a slide or yeah. is it a video? I remember hearing. You know, it's a I'm, news story. I'm actually planning on putting it in the, f- the in another episode anyway. When no, we I want it in this. That kay. goes perfect with this. Okay, we'll let's, put it here. let's put that in here. Okay, you'll um, get it to these guys. Okay, perfect. Okay. So here's the again uh, speeding through. Freaking this. crazy, right? <laughs> It's like insanity. It's like hard to believe this is like real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the Utah Department of Air Quality. So here's again, because the air dust control compliance, right? Uh, here we got the residential wood burning. We know that they tried to ban um, wood stoves. I think it was like back in 2010 and they had like firewood police coming around when you were burning wood. They're trying to say it's, you know, not healthy for the air, for our lungs. So we've got the mandatory no burn days, which you think it's just like out up the canyon, right? No burn days, no fireworks, but no prohibited or wood fireplaces, wood stoves, pellet stoves, coal burning stoves, and then acceptable on no burn days, natural gas appliances and propane stoves. So those are acceptable. However, we've got this whole radon gas thing going around saying that um, it gas stoves are causing radon leaks. And so, so again, we need to get rid again, of gas stoves. Again, and we're going to move through this quickly, but to our, to our listeners and viewers, you already, I'm sure you already connected the dots. This is tied to ESG. This is tied to they cannot control gas. They can control everything electric. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with radon. This has to do with getting you off gas, getting you on electric, because electric, they, they, they need you on the Internet of Things, including the most important thing is be able to cook you, is fuel. Mm-hmm. That, you cannot survive if you cannot cook. And you can't and heat you can't yourself. Heat your water. You know, you need to have fuel. Right. And, and fuel and they, is not and that, human, human composting fuel. So so there that's why there's this big push from Biden. Now here in Utah, California, all these liberal states, all these progressive states are pushing to get rid of gas stoves. So let's let's go through yeah. this quick because I know we're out of time. Yeah, yeah. So we've talked about the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. water heaters because of the greenhouse emiss- emissions, nitrogen. So the water heaters, the firewood fuel, and the, and now the gas. I mean, if people can, if people have another idea what this stuff's all about and then we're off base, I mean, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. If there's an excuse for human composting, you mean? How do, yeah. That's like a, I'm afraid uh, to eat everything. Sorry, I'm still kind of hung up on that slide. I know. Because it's like, okay, we've heard now mRNA is getting injected to our cattle, right? So I'm yeah. like, unless I'm raising my own meat, I'm a little suspect. Eggs, what, 12, 11 bucks a dozen? You know, it's it's crazy. What is safe to eat anymore? So all of a sudden it's like... It's the fake meat they give you. Oh. That's what's... It's, <laughs> it's fake meat. And it's already state code in Utah that they can come and monitor and inspect like your gardens and your greenhouses and your farms and inspect for uh, diseases between livestock and even plants and insects and bees now. And so they can come in and... Uh, Cox also has the ability to go in and destroy livestock if he if there's infectious disease. Yeah, I so mean what wild, they're really looking wild. for is not disease; they're looking for healthy things to kill. Right. Yeah, they. Yeah. Right. So harmful pollutants, the risk of asthma and cancer. One in th- so here's the articles coming out in Utah to scare you. One in three houses in Utah's dangerous radon levels. Uh, Utahns have some of the highest levels of radon gas. Forty one percent of Utahns have dangerous radon levels. So you can pause and read that if you want, um, but it does talk about the grooming lung, it's yeah, all grooming, yeah, uh, the radioactive killer, radon, the radioactive killer. So a lot of fear mongering here. Um, and now wood burning stoves raise new health concerns as well. And so we've got the American Lung Association, which the Salt Lake Tribune has quoted for wood burning emissions threatening threatening lung health. So what does that leave when you don't have gas or wood? It's yep. all electric, which is con- and they want this. They've got healthy people by twenty thirty. Oh, twenty thirty. That year seems familiar. Yeah, we won't go through this, but they've got their diversity equity. Um, American Lung uh, Association. They are sponsored by Pfizer and Moderna. Big surprise. So. And then we've got the radon testing disparity report for Utah. So there's a lot of radon studies, bills going on in Utah right now. So for now, gas appliances are acceptable, but not wood. And just so you're aware, this is Utah. You can report your neighbor now. Thank God. Thank goodness. I always want to rat my neighbors out. You can report your neighbor under compliance, the compliance tab. Um or burning wood or whatever it is, their address. And here is a reminder from the one that we did on water that you can also report your neighbor for water waste. And Cox has, you know, counties, he's encouraging counties to turn off the secondary water meters on people. So all the neighbors connected, um, if somebody's wasting water, here's the Weber Basin for the water. Just tattletale on your neighbor. So here's, yep. Uh, Here's the um, new water heater rules to reduce wintertime air pollution. So this is coming out. 
starting to come out the water heaters as well because the nitrous oxides. So here, really quick, the Emergency Management Act, and this is the energy uh, chapter under the Emergency Management Act. So basically, um, Governor Cox has the authority to in to basically curtail involuntary involuntarily curtail energy resources if we have an emergency. Um, and we need to, under eminent domain, be taking energy resources um, to share with the public for the betterment of the public, right? Um, you can pause and read these. Um, but just so you're aware, energy resources are defined as electricity, natural gas, gasoline, coal, wood <coughs> fuels. So wood, pellet, charcoals, right? Geothermal sources, radioactive materials, anything energy. And just so you're aware, they've given him judicial authority. So during a state of emergency proclaimed, the governor may subpoena witnesses, material and relevant books, papers, accounts, records, and memoranda, administer oaths, and cause the depositions of persons residing within or without the state to be taken in the manner prescribed for depositions and civil actions in district courts to obtain information relevant to (coughs) energy resources that are the subject of the proclaimed emergency. That is state code. I took that from our... No, no, no. Is that them using what we have to (coughs) grandma them in a way to grandma the people in a way? Well, they won't need to. All of the data sharing, data collection and sharing, and the monitoring in real time, they have it all. And that's why they want to be able to um, track your receipts, your shopping history and what you're buying because they know everything that you have. And then we're going to go really, really quick. Um, You guys can kind of pause and read these, but um, there is a global hydrogen hub uh, where they're storing compressed hydrogen. Um, There are other methods to extract it, but you guys have got to think they're using up more water while we're in a drought to extract hydrogen um, and store these in these um, assault caverns down in, one of them is down, a big one is in, Delta, Utah, they want that to be a global, world global hub. Um, But then it takes natural gases to fuel it. And it's not just going to uh, Utah. It is going to be going to at least 35 other states or countries. And they already have contracts with uh, Los Angeles, California. So the hydrogen that they'd be taking in that energy is going to fuel. It's not even going to be completely fueling fueling Utah. The world's largest one in Utah. Yeah. So I mean, the, the problem is we've got so much content here. Each of these things we could be talking about in depth, but that mm-hmm. alone should be another huge red flag. Right. World's largest renewable energy hub. So the world's to produce, store, and deliver green hydrogen to the western United States. So sawtooth caverns. So you can look into all of this, but the rural Utah town will be home to the largest hydrogen hub in the world. It's time to move away from coal. Um, and then just a reminder, um, I'll stop with the slides, but in, in Germany... Um, They've recently had to because their grid can't take it. They're trying to fire up old coal plants that are out of commission because their grid can't handle it. So welcome to the Green New Deal in Utah. That's where we're at. Yeah. I got to catch my breath. Yeah. I'm still (laughs) thinking about human composting. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, honestly, Chelsea. um, If I die, can you make sure that doesn't happen to me? Because I can promise you that. I just. Oh, this is, just okay. so you know, there's an article that this is, that all has to happen with the inland port, providing the infrastructure. So the inland port and Vision Utah is very much involved with those hubs. Chelsea Hope, freaking rock star. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, like I say, we, I mean, this, th- thank you for all the work you've done. Thank you for putting all this together. Uh, again, we actually talked to Jake Andereg at stake at uh, county convention. I talked to him about the, uh, about our show and calling him out and told him we'd love to have him come on here. And the article and, with China. And the article yeah. with China and clear his name. And clear and, his well, name. Switzerland is years ago. And Switzerland. But this is just. Yeah, I'd love to have him. And, and any of our representatives, uh, if we're off key here, if we're missing something, please come on. Love to have you in the show. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not interested in a one-sided thing. We're interested in the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're interested in, in, in finding the truth and, and in putting this state right. We're clearly heading down some wrong roads. So, again, for our listeners, uh, yeah, this is heavy stuff. But again, you're not some helpless person that can't do anything about it. I mean, one person picks up their phone, they can share a message with, I mean, hundreds of people. And when enough people start sharing stuff, I can tell you what, this type of stuff, you start getting enough people put pressure on their representatives, our representatives are going to be, find themselves in a situation. They've realized this, that what's actually happening, some of them don't know. Now they have to make a choice. Either stand up and do what's right, 
or now they're in a real predicament or be, be you know, part of this, of what's take, of taking this country down. So, you know, reach out to your reps, call them, email them, uh, share this stuff with them. Send them a copy of 1984. Yes. Yeah, please yeah. For, do. Especially those reps who have claimed to have never read 1984 and what in the hell are you doing as a rep and you don't even never even read 1984. Dan McKay. Dan McKay. Mm, Dan McKay. Talking to you, boss. <laughs> I don't know if we can call you boss. Anyways, yeah. it, we, we got to roll. Uh, we're, we're short on time. Thank you guys. Thank you for our listeners. Thank you for our viewers. Thanks for everyone who, you know, likes, comments, shares. Um, honestly, yes, it's frustrating, but I mean, this is our time. This is our time on the stage. We're not living in, in, in a time in the world where it's everything's blasé and there's no big deal. We live in the most epic time in the history of this world, literally. And we didn't, weren't sent here to sit on the sidelines. We were sent here to stand up and to shape the future. And our kids are depending on it. And it's, and again, it's not, it's, it's not scary. It's not overwhelming. It's like, it's awesome. Yeah. Anyways, God bless you guys. God bless America. Thank you, Chelsea. And stay tuned yeah. for part five. Part five. Yeah. All right. Take care. <laughs>